This episode of Tinfoil Tales comes with a content warning and a reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason demolay. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Welcome to Tim File Tales. I am Sauce and I am apologizing straight off the bat because there could be some background noise today and it's all coming from my end because we've got gardeners in the street. So apologies, Uh but what can you do? That's all right. I'm sure we can tolerate it. (laughs) It's just the deep state trying to mess with us. Correct. I must be over the target, obviously. You are. Bloody gardeners. (laughs) So, hello and welcome. I'm Sandy. So, it's time for a news and views episode to catch everyone up on what's been happening in the world of freedom. So, we've had another drag queen story time at a library targeted and then subsequently cancelled. There's a fair amount of bickering happening between A1 and my place, which is amazing. (laughs) And we expose some real truth about a prominent leader in the movement that has seen crickets. Mm. Who would have thought that the movement that is all about exposing corruption and casting out the evils of the world are not so much about that when it involves one of their own? (laughs) Lesson here, if you're awake, you get a free pass. Mm. And then we will end the episode with a where are they now segment where we'll go back to some of the characters that we've come across and spoken about on the podcast and we'll let you know what they are up to. Some of them not so much, so Mm. it might be a bit boring. It's terrific. Yep. But first, last month, Shepparton, Victoria, hosted a nine-day event known as the Out in the Open Festival to celebrate LGBTQIA plus pride and diversity in the community. But what ended up happening is the Shepparton community learnt that perhaps they're not quite all supportive of LGBTQIA plus people being so out and in the open. When a drag queen story hour was forced back in and closed, cancelled. But then in a dramatic turn of events, was rescued by angels who put the event literally more (laughs) out and in the open. Keeping up with me, Sauce? (laughs) I am. I am. As usual, a campaign was launched against the library by familiar groups, My Place and A Stand in the Park, which is an OG anti-vax group imported from the UK. They sent emails, they called, they sent more emails, and the event was cancelled. Long story short... The legends at Rainbow Community Angels stepped in to make sure the event went ahead with lots of fun, music and dancing. We are releasing a companion episode to this one, which will feature a long-form interview with Flickr, 
founder of the Rainbow Community Angels. And here is a bit of that now. It's a really great conversation and one that we encourage everyone to listen to with open hearts. of us were watching what was happening with the continued disruption of council meetings like the Monash council meeting and just sort of feeling a little bit like this sort of anti-vax, anti-lockdown movement had started to turn towards an anti-drag, anti-LGBTIQ movement. We were watching what was happening in the States. We knew there'd been a lot of difficulties with particularly the transgender community movement in the UK and it just dawned on us that what was happening around the world was had started really to take mm. hold here and then when we saw such a huge wave of threats and attacks leading to cancellations and postponements of LGBTIQ plus events particularly ones aimed at rainbow families and young people in around sort of May this year, which was around the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, Intersexism and Biphobia, it became clear to quite a a few of us that we needed to do something. This is causing such a problem for people's mental health and the performers were having a difficult time and people were losing their livelihood. And, yeah, we could just start to see um, the impact that a few keyboard warriors were, were starting to have And that's, I guess, when we got together and went, let's do something. We can't sit by and let these kids and families know that the adults in their communities aren't going to stand up for them. So hopefully by now everyone has seen the thread on Twitter about Mark Mack. But if you haven't, here is a short catch-up. Mark Mack lived with his mother for a period of time and acted as her carer. During this time, his sister and mother gave evidence in court that he withheld her medication, sometimes her food, and was physically and verbally abusive. Terrible. Mm. Mark advised the family solicitor that it was his mother's wish that the title for the house be transferred to him in exchange for natural love and affection. Without discussing it with his mother privately, the solicitor went ahead with the transfer. Following his mother's move into aged care and her subsequent issues with paying her bills, state trustees were appointed to act on her behalf. Which has been called out by all law groups. It's actually been made an example of of why a solicitor should actually interview the person one by one without the family member Mm. to make sure that they're not being coerced, which is a huge error on the solicitor's side. It absolutely is. You wonder how that even happens. So following his mother's move into aged care and her subsequent issues with bills, state trustees were appointed to act on her behalf. They believed that Mark had a case to answer, citing undue influence and unconscionable conduct. There it is. Mm. Mark, naturally, tried to arrest the judge for (laughs) misprision of treason. Oh, my God, where have we seen that before? (laughs) And then refused to participate in open court. He did send correspondence to the judge, you know, prove your jurisdiction type letters. It's exhausting. Yeah. So this was the paragraph that was just so disturbing to me. She was frightened of Mark, the court heard. 
she was frightened of him because he was angry and he had two guns and he might shoot someone. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Being in that situation, being yeah. a little bit older, vulnerable mm. and scared of your son. Yeah. So he was found guilty of undue influence and unconscionable conduct. Yep. And his mother's house was returned. He was also ordered to compensate her for losses during the period, which was about $120,000. Yeah, and, and the losses there were due to the fact that with the house being under his name, the nursing home got to charge her more Yeah, somehow. I'm not really sure how all that worked. Yeah, and it affected her aged care pension as well. Yeah, so she was out of money. She was yeah. out, of, out of a house yeah. and she was out more money. Yep. It's just so distressing and, you know, we left out a lot of the details just to protect his mum and his wider family. I know you and I, we had a big conversation about this, didn't we? We kind of yeah. went back and forth on yeah. it. And we look, felt a, a lot of it as well is that, you know, and Joel and Jack covered this a little bit on one of their recent episodes, you know, his mother had some, some ongoing issues with her mental health. That, that withholding medication would have like pretty dire consequences. So yeah, we, you know, it's one of those ones where we're like, should we just bloody blast this guy? It's also the fact that the document names his other family members. Yeah. And we just felt like if that gets, if we didn't really want to be responsible, we know it was probably going to get out there. Yeah. And we really hope that people will kind of respect the fact that they are named. And these are people who have, by all accounts, have all moved on from him, this part of their lives. But once you get all their names, you know, you can find them. And I just I just find it, we had a big conversation anyway. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just the lowest of the low. You're hurting vulnerable people mm. and your own family. Yeah. Uh, so what was the blowback? I'm guessing it was uh, pretty harsh and quick because this is actually pretty bad. Oh, it's Sandy. Explosive. Sandy, Sandy. Bless your pure, naive heart. Oh. There's been very little blowback at all. Wow. Guru briefly mentioned it on his show, um, but mainly just to say, ask Mark, which, right. which I get, which I get. You know, like okay. he's not Mark's keeper. It's not Guru's job to answer Mark's questions. But he could have added on to the end of Ask Mark. But I absolutely condemn any kind of mistreatment of our elderly folk. <laughs> like yeah. just, just one sentence, just one sentence to go, but I condemn that. Do you think that they, it's possible that they don't believe it? You know how um, they all say, oh, it's false allegations. I don't blah, think blah, blah. so. I think they do believe it because I think if they didn't believe it, that they would say that. If they didn't believe it, they would go, it's a hit piece because that's what he says about whenever there's anything about him, he calls it a hit piece. So if he didn't believe it, I do think he would have come out by now and said, oh, there's a bit of a hit piece, you know, going around. Yeah, that's true. Don't believe what you hear. There's more of the story. And, like, we would have been called um, paid something. Correct. Um, Correct. But we haven't really seen too much either. I think people have gone, oh, shit, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah they actually, yeah, because it is true. It is absolutely true. 
Correct. We we cross referenced yes, details we did. in the we, in the we, we then got things checked by other people to make sure <laughs> to make sure. Yeah. It's definitely him. It is absolutely him. And there's just no doubt on our it's not defamatory. We have just stated what's in this document. Correct. One thing that, you know, I think if I was running a movement or was in the structure of a movement, I think I would be making it clear that there was no place in that movement for people who treat others that way. But that's right. Because what do you know? Like, if you had somebody who's done some really dodgy shit in the past, like this is pretty like this is next level stuff. Yeah. Why would you want them around you? There are children that attend these events. There are other old people. There are old people. Older people, and here they are worried that the government's going to take their house. It's like, Correct. dude, <laughs> you've Crazy. got somebody who is on record yeah. for trying to take someone's house. Lordy. Look, I just want to say, vote no to Mark Mack. Hey, Sauce, while we are having a bit of a gossip, I just have to share this with you and the listeners. <laughs> Sandy, what are you doing? What are you eating? Popcorn. <laughs> popcorn this time. Nuts, popcorn. And again, no snacks. No snacks for me. You're so selfish with your snacks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to get you some popcorn. Get you some popcorn, listeners. Get yourself some popcorn. So, remember how in the ABC expose of my place, Emily Baker brought up how Ricardo Bosi, who in his own right is an extremist without any doubt, was affiliated with my place and then ran a video of Rick giving a speech to the my place congregation and that A1 had helped Darren out with his political campaign? Ha <laughs> ha, the infamous ABC segment. I have still got... PTSD from that. (laughs) Well, turns out Rick claims he paid Darren $11,000 to run that campaign and in an ultimate betrayal of that generosity, Darren, after being questioned by Emily Baker on TV, publicly backtracked on his support and association of Rick. Given he has openly stated many times that he only ran for election to promote himself and my place, that's got a sting for Rick, who funded it only to have Darren turn against him, and now they're not friends. Rick, Sarah would like some clarification on the my place question. Um, please define office holder, and is it possible to attend both my place and A one as a supporter, but not as an office holder? Don't yeah, if you're just so in, in, attend the in, meeting to buy you. Look, if if you if you are just a supporter, in terms of you know, turning up to events, that's one thing. Uh, you're free to do what you like. Uh, if you turn up to meetings, you cannot be an office holder for another organisation, because as I said, if they weren't antithetical to each other in terms of their objectives, like for example, you're you're part of a 
a fruit co-op and you're a member of the South Sydney Leagues Club, those two organisations, there's no conflict of interest. But my place in A1 does, not because we're playing in their space, but, they, but my place wants to play in our space. And they are penetrated by the Masonic filth and the Jesuits. And their job is to take over my place. And I'm not speaking to any individual in my place specifically. I think the idea is brilliant. But all these, the filth and the, the Jesuits and the, the Masonic filth, all they can do is destroy. They can't create. They just watch somebody else create, then they take a hold of it and destroy it. That's what's happened to the freedom movement. There are, there are individuals in the freedom movement. I could rattle them off and they've been mentioned before. But they'll take over an organization and suck the money dry and it collapses. That's their MO. That's what they do. So, no, if you're an office holder in, in, in my place, no, we're not interested in having you in us because whether you know it or not, you're, you are part of an organization that has been penetrated by the adversary. So why the hell would we want anybody like that anywhere near us? If my place was actually what it was purported to be, then we'd have no problem, but it's not. And it's as simple as that. You have to work that out for yourself, kids. But no, if you're an office holder in my place, we don't want you anywhere near us. Thanks very much. And if you're an office holder in, in A1, you cannot be part of my place. You can buy your fruit and veg there. No problem. But understand, grow up, folks. This is not a kumbaya fucking moment. We have been fighting these bastards off for four years. We're still alive. We're still here. Where's everybody else? They're all filth. They're all controlled. They're all paid for. The only ones that are still here is Dave Graham and his mob and us. And our line has not changed in four or five years since it started. Go do the research. Check it out. The only group that gets constantly bit slapped by the alleged, alleged uh, members of the freedom movement. And, and remember, Bergworth went on the ABC. And, and distance himself from A1. Oh, I'm not into that stuff. Bergworth's the same guy that took $11,000 as Australia won uh, supporters' money for a campaign, the second of which he, he publicly admitted he didn't try hard for. Don't blame me if, if the people you've put your faith in have clay feet. That's life, folks. That's life. You're going to be deceived and betrayed. Well, I have. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? I love when there's all these factional things happening. Yeah. Carl and the mayor versus Guru and Big Rick. It's always so much fun watching them because they always try and make friends. And then you know that further down the track, they're just going to fall out again. And then we're going to just have to eat more popcorn. <laughs> Correct. Rick is still like insistent that my place has been infiltrated. Um, specifically in Queensland, where he says the Jesuits oh, God. Are, now, are now in charge. But he's just been poking at Darren, like, for a fair while. And for the most part, Darren hasn't had too much to say about it. But I think that's about to change. Um, people who say, don't trust me and go and do your own thing. Uh, but if you do, uh, then you they try and take you down. And it's becoming more and more evident to me that this is a... Uh, a potentially staged and deliberate kind of um, uh, movement that's that's happening at the moment. There's some things that I'm not going to say on air or tonight um, yep. that showing that, um, that this is a targeted thing in certain areas and um, reading between the lines and, and what I'm looking at. Now, I haven't done my rebuttal yet and I'm about to, but I can certainly say uh, a few things tonight. One is that... Um, uh, you know, this this assertion that um, and so-called a Jesuit has told 
uh, Ricardo, that um, yes, we've taken over all of the My Place groups in Queensland. I don't know when Ricardo started, you know, trusting or listening to or taking counsel from Jesuits um, and believing them. Um, I would love to see the evidence. You know, you're making a claim. Let's see the evidence. Tell me where, who, how, why, and um, and maybe we can have a look at it. The reality is, Rick's just plain shitty. I reckon that my place is bigger than A1. Yeah, true. Rick wants to be the number one man. And that doesn't work in the my place model. It's just ego. That's all it is. Yeah, whether Bosi likes it or not, Darren is very engaging and does have that kind of everyday man appeal. He fits right into community conversations and is happy to sit back and wait for the right opportunity to jump in. But that's not Bosi. He needs to be the centre of attention at all times. He needs to be fluffed. (laughs) (laughs) Fluffed. What a great word to describe that. He does. Someone came up with it somewhere and I can't remember He does need to be fluffed. He needs to be fluffed. He might have been free. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So having listened to the interview with Carl and Darren, I am pretty sure that the mayor of Frankston is going to run again now that a by-election is happening. So, yeah, hopefully this time the local papers know who they're dealing with and rather than giving him front page, they give him a wide berth. They have no excuse anymore. We've made it very clear who he is and it's it's out there. But this isn't the only spat that Bosi is involved in. He's not satisfied with just annoying Darren or Carl. He's decided that Crackers Kelly just isn't doing enough. And this has been going on for the longest time and we're the only one pushing it. No, I don't say that with any source of pride. I'm just saying this is a job that's got to be done and where the hell is everybody else? If they're not putting SRA at the top of the list, pedophilia, child sex trafficking, if that's not their first concern, if they're banging on about anything else like that fat fuck Craig Kelly, that fraud, that Masonic fraud, if they're saying anything but talking about pedophiles, you know exactly where they stand. You know where they stand. And all the little freedom fighters that are all Masons and they're running behind, like you know, people that might have had really good videos up online, they pull them all down because, you know, well, the Masons said you pull, pull them down because you're, you're damaging our man Craig. You know who they are. People that drive around expensive buses they got for nothing. Who gives people, who in the freedom movement, <laughs> seriously, folks, think about it. Who hands out tens of thousands of dollars in one hit to one individual? Think about it. Think about it. Who gets coverage on mainstream media? Only the Masonic filth. They have been revealing themselves. God, you just hate to see all this fighting, Sandy. Why can't they just get along? I know, right? So after being tagged on Twitter, Crackers watched the video and then posted this. This this could, I'm not a fan of Crackers. (laughs) This could be the best thing he's ever done. It is great. So Craig Kelly tweets this. The sad continuing decline of Mr. Bosey. Mr. Bosey and I are probably on the same side of the ledger on 90% of the issues and Mr. Bosey has made important contributions to the fight against COVID mandates in the past. Therefore, his increasingly bizarre, erratic and absurd absurd behaviour is truly sad to see. And his unprovoked attacks on good people like Graham Hood, Michael Gray Griffith and others all bear the hallmarks of jealousy. Mm. 
I appreciate that Mr. Bosi is under increasing pressure with many leaving his organisation. There's so many barns in here. Like it's a work of art. Following his bizarre decision during the referendum debate to recommend to likely no voters not to vote at all, thereby assisting the yes campaign. However, his recent, get this right, I love it, cloud cuckoo land assertions about babies being disposed (laughs) of by being chopped up and put into McDonald's hamburgers in the USA on an industrial scale and the supposed existence of massive tunnels under Sydney and Melbourne where thousands of children are being secretly held captive (laughs) must have even some of his closest supporters concerned about his mental health. (laughs) For those that believe in freedom and understand we are fighting an information war for hearts and minds, our weapons must be reason, logic, <laughs> evidence, and data mixed well, with a mix of art, music, comedy, <laughs> and cartoons. Therefore, resorting to such lunacy without a thread of genuine evidence makes the very people we are trying to win over laugh at us. <laughs> Evidenced by us laughing at them. I hope those close to Mr. Bosi could advise him that his recent bizarre, erratic and absurd <laughs> conduct is counterproductive to the very issues he claims to be fighting against and brings discredit to those fighting for freedom everywhere. This this paragraph, this next part, this next part is the best part in the whole thing. I hope that over Christmas <laughs> Mr. Bosi can find time to reflect on his recent counterproductive and self-destructive conduct and consider getting professional help. Whoa. (laughs) What kind of professional help would that be, do you reckon? Also, as an ex-military man, that he goes back to his basic training. The best way to win any war is to seek to build alliances not to tear them down. That is frame frame that and straight <laughs> to the pool room. That is amazing. But I do think he got his buses confused because I'm pretty sure he was talking about Carl Bodley in his clip, Ricardo, and not Gropey Grift. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. But just the tiny little passive-aggressive touches there. just fantastic and like seriously there is so much wrong with this post like a recent (laughs) decline into cloud cuckoo land where has Craig Kelly been Bosi has always lived in cuckoo land we spoke about it all in our like we spoke about it last year Correct. In our episode. Like, why are they always so slow? <laughs> <sighs> ah, but these are the days of our lives. I need to go and fill up my popcorn while I peruse the comments section of that tweet. I'll be right back. <laughs> we have been fighting these bastards off for four years. We're still alive. We're still here. Where's everybody else? They're all filth. 
They're all controlled, they're all paid for. The only ones that are still here is Dave Graham and his mob and us. So a couple of weeks ago, I posted on Twitter asking if people wanted us to do a bit of a where are they now segment. It was actually suggested to me by Age of Doom on Twitter. So thank you, Age of Doom. Right, suggestion. We did have some requests and then we've added some other ones that we thought, well, I wonder what they're doing now. So I am going to start things up with our Glad Rap Heroes from Canberra. So Everyday Phil is still around, but he's now known as Every Now and Then Phil because he just (laughs) shows up when he feels like it, but immediately reinstates himself as their ruler whenever he pulls up in that car park. Um, So I'm assuming he must be running another job for the federal police somewhere. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Mm. Uh, Lieutenant Dan, we saw that he hightailed it out of Canberra pretty quickly. Uh, And then a newspaper article came out saying that there was a warrant out for his arrest. Oh, my gosh. He reckons he's gone to the police in WA and they've told him he's all good. So the last time I saw him, he was actually doing some bee wrangling. That was a month or so ago. But apart from that, been pretty quiet. Um, What's bee wrangling? (laughs) Sorry. He He had bees, like a beehive, and he was trying to get the bees, like, to go in there and he was like yeah (laughs) did it work out yeah 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 he's getting his own honey now so good on him that's better than standing in camera yelling at buildings absolutely so lucia of the infamous vegan sausages and expensive shoes from dubai clips i was wondering where what what happened to lucia yes so she has returned to teaching Um, And I think she was teaching in a school in remote Queensland, but I think that contract might be finished. Uh, Kane, Obbs and Alana, they pop up every now and then at Melbourne protests, but, you know, where's our next music, Kane? It's been a while since normally when he shows up at protests, we get a music video not long after because the music video generally are him at protests. So Well, we saw him at the Melbourne protests, the Vote No One, and correct. where the Nazis came uh, popped up. So I wonder if he's going to write songs about them. Maybe. Or maybe he's joined them. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not accusing. <laughs> uh, Alex, Mr. Duck, Duck Go, um, himself, appears to be in far north Queensland, but nothing from him in a while. So that's all right. Cool. Brad, we know where Brad is. He's currently farm sitting. He's current, you know, he swings between saying he's happy living on that farm and calling for the men of Australia to continue to rise up. I, don't I actually know. don't hear too much about him anymore, really. Is he still posting much? I do um, not check on him. He at posts all, every so now and then. Yeah. At the moment, he's just good. posting quite wholesome farm content. Like, so that's good. So instead of running around abusing people, abusing people in buildings yeah. and all of that, he's just on a farm. I think farms are good. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, seems I'm, to be. I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, Wally had been absent ah. for a long time. He's another one that just, you know, allegation made one day, Wally disappeared the next. Yeah. Uh, but I did see a picture from him in a recent protest, and do you know how I knew it was him? Oh, gosh, how? 
he's still wearing that stupid costume. <laughs> like, even after all that time, like, he had that huge break. He could have just come back as himself. Like, but nope, he's come back as Where's Wally? Where's Wally again? Uh, but I do want to do a shout out to Corey, who has shown up to Canberra every single day. So he's a stayer, a true stayer. Good on you, Corey. Oh, my god! Unsung gosh. hero. Well done, mate. Let's do a quick whip around of the alt media streamers, shall we? So the man with the jelly legs and perfect eyebrows hasn't been seen for a fair while. He still posts every now and then, but the signs are good that Joel is back living his life. Anthony Burge still streams protests occasionally and seems to be focusing on getting healthier, which is actually good to see. It is. Sideshow hasn't been sighted for a long time. Last seen around Canberra in his van, living in a van down by a river somewhere, it sounds like. Speaking of living in a van. Oh, Bridge Walker. <laughs> Gee, I'm slow tonight. <laughs> today. So Bridge Walker recently parted company with the Rural Rebel, but for the most part, Bridge focuses more on spirituality and wellness while travelling Australia in her van. Hmm. That's wholesome. <laughs> She has a little boy now. Oh, she had a little boy. You know, I actually had no idea. I'm not. She was pregnant last I saw. So that's really nice. Yeah, he's he's very cute. Actually, it's a cute little thing. did she give Mm. it? Did she publicly announce his name? Uh, Matthew. Matthew. Oh, pretty sure it was Matthew. That's really cute. Uh, She still posts, but obviously her priorities have changed a bit. Good. Yeah, she's a mom. She's busy. That's great. And then last we heard, oh, speaking of sheets, last we heard Tony Ant had been living his best life on Hamilton Island but has perhaps moved back to South Australia. Well, who knows? Good for him. And as for River Table, ah, oh, he is back making beautiful epoxy resin art and has no contact with the freedom movement. Yes. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray for River. Oh, wonderful. You know, like he was pretty much used and abused in that movement. I'm glad he finally saw the the way out. So let's move to the legal fraternity. And with impeccable timing, we got a Nathan Buckley thread from Vaxatious Litigant yesterday. Woohoo! What's he up to? So Buckley has lost his application to dismiss the Law Society's disciplinary action against him, represented himself, which is just a little chef's kiss moment. Good. (laughs) In your law career. Disciplinary action. Yeah. So the Law Society had a long, and I mean long, list of issues with Nathan's conduct. (laughs) Things like giving tips and tricks on how to break rules around the LGA lockdowns Mm -hmm. or encouraging aged care workers to breach vaccination requirements. Yep. He also made comments about judgments, specifically Mm. this. So Justice Beach Jones said today that no one in New South Wales has any rights. No one has a right to bodily autonomy. He basically said it was okay to kill anyone you like. No one Uh, has any rights. Oh, my God. And then he was responding to comments made by others, saying ridiculous things like it's okay to inject people with heroin or to rape people, basically trying to draw the comparison between the vaccine mandate. 
Oh, that's so gross. he will return to court in February for a directions hearing. Mm-hmm. Serene is still active on Telegram. Oh my God. She also has a side project called Co-Vision where she dreams of setting up a completely parallel society. It's very strange on Serene's main account on Telegram because she alternates between like deep rants about the courts and pedophiles, but then she'll post that she's selling eggs (laughs) it's very weird yeah like it's very strange uh she does you know still deliver on the rants that could shed a glass so thanks to cooker watch for catching this one judges obsessed about me family court judges get ostergren victoria legal services board treating me like a criminal meanwhile all of these criminals abound here are allowed to, to 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 make millions of other people, and it's here, in this country. So wake up! Peter Liddell has vanished completely, and for that I say thank goodness. Yay, that's an end of an era. Like, we do know that he had a stroke um, and was hospitalised for a while. I do believe he is out of hospital, though. So I sincerely hope that Peter gets the care he needs. And I sincerely hope even more that people in this movement leave him the hell alone. Yep. Yeah, you've done enough. It's it's enough. The world of politics. <laughs> you love the politics, Sauce. Tell us I all do. about I what's love going it. on with the Aiden McLinden, Australia's least <laughs> successful politician, isn't up to much. Uh, But I wonder whether we'll see him when local council elections roll around. Is that where we'll next see Aidan? Isn't it? Because he seems to be trying to still keep his foot into politics. Wasn't he trying to enter the Liberal Party? No, that's Beck. That's that's the lovely Beck Lloyd. (laughs) She, uh, Aidan used to be in the Liberal Party. And then he left the Liberal Party in Queensland and went to another party, Bob Kadar, I think it was. And then he was in another party. And then when he came down here, he joined Morgan's hugely successful party in Victoria, (laughs) the Freedom Party. Massively successful. Changed the course of politics in Victoria forever. Wow. Noting Mm. the sarcasm there, Sauce. Mm. (laughs) Just to go back to the whole Liberal Party thing, He did attempt to go back into the Liberal Party like a hypocrite, but we don't think he got enough votes, something he is quite familiar with. So, yes, Beck Lloyd. So she is trying to join yet another political party, this time the Liberals. So maybe she's not quite done with politics yet. But if you do want to know more about Beck, Vaxatious Litigant is the Twitter account to visit. They always have great threads and have actually done a couple in the last week or so. Oh, Vax loves Beck. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. I think we will see a lot more familiar faces come out of retirement in the run up to elections in 2024. Uh, so if you see any in your local area, let us know. And there's your Moa man. Correct. That's why I'm moving because <laughs> I think he's in the, the deep state. I think he's I think he's coming closer. So 
I don't think me, he wants us to talk about Beck. Let me read Maybe there's care. something special about her. Oh, no, no, it's the next bit that they want to disrupt. Right. Anyway, so someone wanted to know about this lady. I look forward to the day I get to see you dance on the end of a rope, you evil little Ooh, harsh, harsh, harsh words. Mm. So, well, I can confirm that she's still around having seen her with my own eyes at the Worldwide Rally for Freedom. I recognised her right away. I even spoke to her briefly. (laughs) That was kind of fun for me. She was wearing a lovely sheriff's badge. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not even realise that at the time until I went back to photos. (laughs) And because it got brought up, people were, she got brought up on Twitter and people were wondering where she was. And I'm like, I saw her at the, <laughs> the rally. So I went back into my footage and there she was with a big badge, sheriff's badge. And the timing of noticing that was really um, significant for me because we had just finished our episode with Free where we were talking about all the sheriffs. Yeah. So it was just brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. So, uh, but it also looks like she may have spent some time in the US and maybe that's where she bought her badge. Who knows? Because we don't know about sheriffs in Victoria. We know there's sheriffs in Western Australia. Yeah, I'm not sure. Her badge didn't look like any of the local ones. Like it very much looked like an American badge. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Mm, We're going to suss that one out for sure. Then there's Christian, I'm not a Freemason. It was just one time, (laughs) Mac. From Reclaim the Line, had a bunch of groups, but he's consolidated them all so it isn't as widespread. He's gone really quiet, hasn't he? Yeah. He had a podcast, but it's been removed. And you know what? I never have ever listened to one episode of that podcast. I'm a little bit devastated that I missed Mm. it all and it's gone now. But anyway, he does speaking engagements with a recent one being for a group called Australians for Science and Freedom a Christian anti-vax group, of course. Lizzie Rose is all about inner world vision these days and enjoys talking about chemtrails, direct energy weapons, that the governments are creating food shortages. I saw her posting, actually, from what she was calling a Scottish castle (laughs) the other day, and I was like, oh, Lizzie on her holidays. But then I looked it up, and the castle's actually just an event venue, and it's not in Scotland. It was in Keylor. (laughs) (laughs) right it was just a prop (laughs) i don't know what that was about oh dear anyway here's a little clip of lizzie just to update you all i think this might be a dog whistle about the jews but i could be wrong the consideration the care for others don't be divided don't let them divide you don't let them create war within yourself amongst others no matter their nationality, their religion, or lack of it, or culture, or location on the planet. Don't let they, the energy that is running the show here, don't let them take you. Don't let them influence you. Be strong, feel and create love and joy, and have a beautiful Beltane or Samhain. Blessed be. Okay, so now some real OGs. The man whose neighbours must love him, Romeo Georges, has returned to Instagram and more recently Facebook. He still talks about having meetings with people who are very well informed, 
and people still seem to hang off his every word. At least he is doing his lies from the front seat of his work truck now, so his neighbours are getting some peace and quiet. I came back for a reason. I didn't want to come back. I was tired of it all. But I came back for a reason, and that reason is this. When there's something to fight for, then I'm willing to fight. I don't make up situations so I can be relevant. Guys, everything that's happened to us has led us to here. The inflation, the, 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 the mortgage rates, um, price of groceries, electricity. This is this is not in, this is not like progress. This is not. This is what happens in life when you know, no. This has been planned to bring us to our knees. Well, I refuse to have my children bail. This is the message I say to you. I'm not on here to fight with anyone. I'm not on here to defend myself against anyone. I don't want you on here to be a follower. I want you on here to understand what is happening. I will provide you with the best information possible. I am no longer and I refuse to be a part of any political party because now I've realised that the only solution to Australia is the people. The Usain Bolt of the movement, Rafael Fernandez, Dean of the Baliachi University, got married to Steph from Digital Warfare. Aww. Hmm. They live on a farm, practice their faith and prep for coming rapture. And finally, Thanos, the man some say started it all. Well. He's been working and working out. He is actually quite ripped. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is loving himself sick. <laughs> oh, look, at least he's working on himself. Well done, Thanos. But I'm sure we haven't heard the last of you yet. What's going on, ladies and gents? So, yes, I've decided to, you know, make a bit of a video. And... um Mate, firstly, where have I been? I've been working my ass off, basically. <laughs> Six, seven days a week, just working. Um, really keeping to myself um, and just doing what I used to do before the shit show unfolded three years ago, whatever it was, and just, you know, keep to myself and do my own thing. Wasn't a massive fan of social media. Fucking, you know, that's never anything I was ever into, right? But um, I've, you know, I've posted two or three videos, um, about what's going on between Palestine and Israel. And these videos were of kids getting massacred, right? Left, right, and center, just kids getting pulled out of buildings, missing limbs, everything. And do you know what? Do you know what really fucking upset me? This is what really gets me, right? I don't give a fuck what side of the war you're on, whether you're on the Israeli side or the fucking Palestine side. Children dying is not acceptable. It is here at this service station, the FBI made their move on a wanted man, 58-year-old. Donald Day Jr. was taken into custody in front of stunned drivers. It's some 30 kilometres away from his home and some 12,500 kilometres from where the shootings in the remote Queensland town took place. Today, details released after the unsealing of an indictment. Donald Day Jr. charged with two offences. Offences that carry a maximum of five years in prison 
and the details contained in this indictment are disturbing and distressing. It is alleged that he had had conversations with Gareth and Stacey Train, who had shot dead police officers and an innocent neighbour in that remote Queensland town almost a year ago to the day Donald Day Jr had allegedly said in a comment on a YouTube video that he wished he could be there to do what he does best. It's also alleged that he had previously commented that he was an ex-con who was armed to the teeth. This was how the people in this small town in Arizona reacted to the news of his arrest. Wouldn't want to be friends with him. The way he looked, his demeanor, and from the conversations that I got from him, I just wasn't my type of guy. I had two friends that had stopped there and told to stay in their car. <laughs> Donald Day Jr. has been accused of desiring to incite violence. Authorities in the province of Queensland. It is also alleged that he had made threats levelled against the Director General of the World Health Organisation. He appeared in court in Arizona yesterday. A trial date has been set for February next year. We will finish this episode with a quick update on the shootings at Weimbla. So back when the shootings happened, the online history of the trains became pretty important, with people trying to understand what may have led them to take the lives of three people. Whilst there were some posts that had the feel of Sovset, their religious beliefs were definitely more apparent with strong end times overtones. They had been interacting through videos and comments with a YouTube channel operated by a man in the States. The videos were disturbing, as were the comments that were posted not just by the trains, but by others who appeared to share the same beliefs. The channel's names were unfortunately shared by some news outlets at the time, which isn't great as it just allows even more people to access content that was chilling. The man who ran that channel Donald Day Jr. was arrested in the States and given his arraignment has happened, we have some more information for you. So from the documents that have been released, two charges have been listed. The first one states, on or about December 16, 2022, in the District of Arizona and elsewhere, the defendant did knowingly transmit in interstate and foreign commerce a communication containing a threat to injure the person of another that is any law enforcement official who comes to the defendant's residence with the intent to communicate a true threat of violence and with recklessness as to whether the communication would be viewed as a true threat of violence. That is the defendant in a video posted on YouTube. Like my brother Daniel, like my sister Jane, it is no different for us. The devils come for us. They fucking die. It's just that simple. We are free people. We are owned by no one. Daniel and Jane are the names used by Gareth and Stacey Train in their communications with Donald Day Jr. His comments were made in a video uploaded in response to the news that the trains had been killed in a shootout with police. The second charge reads as follows. On or around February 2023 in the District of Arizona and elsewhere, the defendant did knowingly transmit in interstate and foreign commerce, a communication containing a threat to injure the person of another with the intent to communicate a true threat of violence with recklessness as to whether the communication would be viewed as a true threat of violence. That is, the defendant commented 
on a video posted on BitChute stating, it is time to kill these monsters and any who serve them. Where am I kind? Where are you? Am I the only one? Fucking hell. The person at the centre of that threat is the Director General of the World Health Organisation and the video was an announcement of a new virus in Equatorial Guinea called Marburg, which was described as similar to Ebola with a high mortality rate. The Director General stated that there was currently no approved vaccines for the Marburg virus. A search warrant had been executed on a remote property in northern Arizona. However, he was actually arrested at the Dairy Queen, so basically at a service station. The FBI came to the Dairy Queen to get Dawn. They were in full tactical gear and camouflage vests with guns drawn, said a resident. I've actually read comments he made on a lot of local community Facebook pages, and it's exactly what you'd think. Posts about the state of the world, about vaccine, and that direct action is needed. There is one where he says, soft men need permission from their masters to do what is right, and the soft are legion in America. Chilling stuff. Yeah. Donald Day Jr. has pled not guilty and has been detained pending a February court date. So obviously I've seen a lot of comments about this case on on Twitter, and I know that people get frustrated you know, that what we might perceive as a threat isn't necessarily dealt with as a threat by by police. Uh, This one, he's, you know, even though he was arrested and it was announced here, he's actually been arrested for breaking laws in America, not for breaking the law here. And people do get charged. Uh, John Wilson, for example, has been charged with making threats. You know, the other, I think a month or so ago, someone was arrested for making threats against Anne Webster. We know that people are currently in court for making threats against Lydia Thorpe. So I think we just I think we just need to be careful that we just don't see a flippant comment as a threat. Even though people say things, it's not as simple as going, whoa, that was a threat. You know what like do you get what I mean? Like just because I might say on a on a live, you know, Guru might say on a live, oh, we've got a bomb to drop. He doesn't mean a literal bomb. (laughs) He means a truth bomb. Correct. And it's it's going to be something garbage. Correct. And that's not a threat. And I just think, yeah, as much as we all get frustrated, it's very, very, very difficult to prove threat with intent. But this is clearly something that went on. Like there was a death. There were deaths that resulted Absolutely. out of it. So this is very, very serious. You know, and we've seen the videos, Sandy. We've seen the videos yeah. they're talking about. And yep. he was making very real and very direct threats. Yeah, yeah, very scary. So, dude. yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We hope you enjoyed this news update. There's always a lot going on and we haven't missed Liz Gunn and her mother of all revelations, but it's such an evolving story. Uh, We might wait for a bit and see where it goes and maybe wrap it all up in one episode rather than talking about it in dribs and drabs. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm still catching up on all of that. 
But that is wild. And I'm pretty sure that actually Joel and Jack will cover it on the Conditional Release Program yep. podcast. So don't worry, it won't, it won't just sit there in the nether. Uh, they have to because everyone is getting pretty excited by it, aren't they? It's everywhere mm. at the moment. I'm like, what is this? So I'm looking forward to going down this rabbit hole. You know, though, that there's a problem when you make it onto InfoWars. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, so don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Sauce149 and Sunny Sandy L. With two E's. <laughs> With two E's. We now have a Tim File Tales Twitter account that you can follow us and the Patreon. So if you like what we do and want to support us, the link is in the show notes. You can get some extra content, thoughts from us, depending on the tier that you subscribe to. Or you can just give us a hat tip of $5 a month to keep this going. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm going to end this episode with a rant from the other pirate man on a boat, grumpy old man John Wilson, who recently been chatting with Bosey. I don't know. I'm not claiming to be completely educated on fascism, but he sounds like a fascist, yelling about taking back his country by fourth. It's mine. I want it, he says. I need to note here, he is a deluded extremist and gave Fiona Patton a really hard time in which he was convicted of harassment by carriage service. But I kind of love Cooker Watch's interactions with him because she stood up to him and is proving he really is just a silly, grumpy old man pissing into the wind. (laughs) Still, Bosu loved it and their followers love it. And it's a bit concerning that this is the type of behaviour that that they all endorse and delight in. But uh, as usual, anything to do with John Wilson and Bosey, yeah, content warning. Warning, content warning. Thanks, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. This country is under attack. They're trying to rip it, the fabric of it. They're trying to destroy this country as a nation and reduce it to real estate. They're trying to, they're trying to rip all of us to pieces. This is the driving, and we've got to belt back. We've got to stop them, Rick. We cannot allow our nation to be divided. We have to. We are a great nation, the best in this world. We've got the best days coming. This is, this is unbelievable opportunities. But we cannot allow our, the fabric of our society to be ripped to pieces by these bastards. You've got to remember, not only do they want to rip, the, rip this country to pieces, they want it to murder millions of us. Millions. Look at the Deagle report. Millions they wanted to murder. How the fucking hell am I supposed to have closure? Get on and move. When I'm living, when I'm living side by side, people in this country that want to murder, that collaborated and wanted to murder millions of my countrymen, how am I supposed to get over that? Hey? And I'm supposed to play nice in the sandbox. I'm supposed to be nice and don't swear. Fucking Jesus. This is diabolical. Diabolical. We need closure. 
And I ain't going to get closure till every one of these scumbags are strung up with a hemp rope off a bloody gum tree. Bring on the military. I want closure. I want closure. Let's clean these fucking Marxist, globalist pissheads out. All of them have to go down. And every one that cooperated, every one of them that collaborated, they all go down. And let's take back this country. Let's get our mojo. Let's get our story. What's our story? Our the only way forward from here. We got to push past these gatekeepers, Rick. We got to push past them. It's easy. All of us, all of those people that are not aligned, that just want to be free, all of us have got to come together for in a common sense of purpose. That's it. You don't have to join anything. You don't have to swear. You don't have to bloody. All we've got to do is to have a common sense of purpose. And that's out there. Sovereignty. Surely that's common to all of us. Safety of all of our all of our citizens, all of our people. Surely that's not too hard. I mean, voter honesty, clear and fair elections, transparency. Surely we can agree to that. Surely we can agree on a heap of bloody basing. But you try it. You try going out in the freedom movement. You try going out in the truth the movement and you try getting agreement. You can't get it. Why? Because the gatekeepers won't allow it. They don't want unity. They don't want us to find our story and to tell our story. We've got the greatest story to be told in this fucking world, Rick. We have a beautiful country here, a fantastically wealthy country. I've done the numbers if you divide the square kilometres in area versus the 26 million population. For every man, woman and child, there's over 70 acres of land. For every man, woman and child, over 70 acres each. Surely we don't have to argue. Surely we can get along. There's enough for all of us here, Rick. Enough for all of us. All we got to do is take it. Take it. That's it. Turn our backs on this metric and take what's rightfully ours. That's all we got to do. Now, I'll tell you a story. I know people are tired. I know they're tired and worn out. I was in Westbrook, one of the worst institutions, the worst institution in this nation. Five and a half years I spent locked up in what can be only described as hell on earth. Now, I had to get part of my job. I had to bring the cattle back in out of the paddock. Right, Every night I had to go and get them back in and bring them to safety because if they were left out in the paddock, the wild dogs would get to them, the dingoes would get to them, the foxes and all the rest of it. So when I used to go out there to bring back these cattle, sometimes you'd have a cow that would go down. They wouldn't get up. And if I didn't get that cow back to safety, I would have the shit beat right out of me by these prison screws, mate. It was not fun. It was not fun. And I used to yank and yank and yank. You think you could get these cows up? You know what I used to do, Rick? I'd go and grab handfuls, handfuls of dry grass, and I'd push it underneath the cow. And then I used to have a match. 
because I used to get dumpers and have a smoke and I had a match. And I'd light this match and I'd set the fucking grass on fire, mate. And I'd be yanking. And these cows, mate, would have a bloody, the smoke would start coming up and the fire would be catching, mate. And I'd say, you're going to get up, cow, or if you don't, you're going to get barbecued on the ground. And always they would get up and I'd drag them back home for safety. Listen, you don't know what you're capable of doing, ladies and gentlemen, until you've got a fire underneath you. Come on, John's not here to sweet talk you. I'm here to light a fucking fire under all ears. You are capable of so much more, but you've got to want it. You've got to want it. And if you don't want it, then I'm going to stick a fire under your fucking asses to make you deliver. Get up, Australia. Get up and let's take this country back. I don't want the good guys to give it back. I don't want this country to be handed. I don't want to be denied my right to take it off them, to take back what's fucking mine since birth. I want it. Don't give it to me. I'm ready to take it back. Join me. Come on. Turn your back on the matrix and let's take our fucking country back. Thank you, Rick. Oh, 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 John. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for telling us what we had to hear the way we had to hear it. 